Hi, and welcome to another edition of Menopause Buddies. Today, I'm joined by Laurie from New York. Laurie's in marketing. Hi, Laurie. Hi, Annie. How are you? I am good. Good, right. uh, good day to you over across the pond. Yes, yes. Well, we're sort of having a very nice day here. But thank, thank you so much for joining us. Now, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, Laurie? I would. I'm uh, presently about to experience my 64th birthday, which is this Saturday. Oh, lovely. Uh, I have a very varied um, life story. I have almost four careers. So just to give everybody a little um, uh, peek into into my life, I was uh, a graduate of New York University. Early on, I worked in television and film, and then I decided to change careers and I became a chiropractor. So I'm uh, very entrenched in what it means to treat my body holistically and to organically embrace um, treatments and and diagnosis. And I'm a little bit different than most chiropractors because I'm very much an Eastern and Western medicine person. So for me, my journey through menopause was very interesting. and it, and it brought up a lot of things for me. I'm, I'm also a, an emerging artist. I've uh, sold my work. I've been in a museum. I think that life actually gives us the opportunity to embrace many different things if we accept what makes us happy. And I believe that this chat that we're going to have today, Annie, is going to really um, shed some light on really transitions and what it means to think about different ways to treat life, your body, yourself, and to embrace happiness. Wow. I'm so excited about our chat. But what a wonderfully varied career you've had and are still having. <laughs> I know, I right? love it. Yeah. Now, I, I think I'll tell the listeners. So, so you went through your menopause quite a while ago, and I think that will be really interesting for people to learn what was available then. So do you want to take us through your journey? I do. I yeah, do. Right. So, um Besides the fact that I'm I'm old, not really. Um, no, I I actually started my menopause uh, at the age of 39, mm-hmm. and that was in 1998. That's why I think it's important to share my my birthday because in 1998 we were gearing up for Y2K. You know, the internet <laughs> was available. Yeah. But it wasn't a habit and it wasn't what happens today in 2023. Somebody says perimenopause. Somebody says you have hot sweats. And the minute you think that you have something medically, you, most people, go online. And, you know, Google is now a word for an action. It was a noun (laughs) back then. Today it's an action. So we Google it, you know, and we figure out. What, what is that that's happening to me and, and what can I do about it? Back then, that wasn't what was happening. So for me, when I started missing my periods, when I started being a little bit moody, I hope I was only a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was um, having terrible, I had worse night sweats than hot flashes. Hmm. I realized something was wrong. I went to my gynecologist who is this fabulous woman. um, And she really just sat me down and said, you know what, Um, you're missing your period or this, we're going to take some blood work. And we, she said, you are start, you have started your transition. Wow. So that was a surprise at 39. It was. Yeah. 
it was a big surprise. And uh, when I asked her, you know, what were the treatments, you know, there's there was estrogen, progesterone. There was a new progesterone. I remember progesterone creams. I think I used a few of those. You know, there was the, all these things. But the main thing that I chose to do as a alternative healthcare provider at the time, I know you mentioned to our viewers that I'm in marketing now. I did change careers, but at the time, um, as a chiropractor, um, I wanted to treat my body holistically. So I chose the route of exercise and I chose the route of eating well. And the crazy thing was for all of my life until this started happening, I was obsessed with exercise and I was crazy about whatever I put in my mouth. Once this all started happening, it, it, it all changed. I, oh. I, I really didn't have the energy to run the six miles I was running every other day. I didn't have the the mood to, to you know to constantly be that active little energizer bunny, so, w- w- which was shocking to me. I mean, hmm. you know, if you think about it, if you're 40 years old, you know, for like 20 years you're doing all this good stuff for yourself, and all of a sudden, it the transition happens. I started gaining a little weight. The idea of change is mental. You're you're mentally not ready for all of that, hmm. and. It, it was it was something to behold. Wow. And I guess at that time, you would have been quite alone, wouldn't you? Because none of your friends would have been going through it and you wouldn't have been prepared. Correct. Correct. I, I didn't have any friends who were going through it. Um, in fact, when I expressed to them and shared with them that I was, as most women do for each other, they were supportive and yet at the same time, a little bit in shock like I was. Mm. And and did did your mother go through it at the same time, or did at, that, at an early age, or did she not talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's a whole other issue. But um, the answer to your question is, um, she, we talked about it. My mother uh, had a hysterectomy in her, I believe, in her thirties. So we never knew if she would have gone through it like I did. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so you wouldn't have had that preparation, knowing that it might happen to you, because it does tend to run in the in in the, the mum's line, doesn't it? That you, if your mum has it in early menopause, you have one as well. Correct. Yeah. It, yep. Goodness. So, so then, so then you didn't take any estrogen or progesterone. So you you tried to do the exercise. So what happened? And yeah, yeah. What did you do? <laughs> I gained a little weight. Um, I exercised differently. And also when, uh, as a career woman in your forties, you also start to, um, your career starts to take off. So as I mentioned, I, uh, I had very much, um, wanted to, to be the person I was, but I just wasn't, that's really what happened. I just wasn't, uh, I actually went through a career change. I had, uh, hurt my thumb. I couldn't be a chiropractor anymore. I started, uh, a st- I had a startup company in my early forties and really I went through this for, and I, I, I hope other people go through it in a good way, but not as bad as I was. I went through this until I was about 45. So for six, you know, plus years, I would maybe menstruate twice a year, three times a year. I knew what was happening. I knew what I needed to do. I just couldn't wrap myself around it. And 
things, you know, in life change, your, your situations change, your partnerships change, your job changes. And it's, it's not easy to overcome all of what makes your body on this earth perform a hundred percent. Yeah. And I think, and probably more so at that time in, in, in life for you, when there was so little talked about it, is that the the mental side of it you know the the your, just how you feel about yourself and how entwined menopause is with aging and i guess that would have been uh, difficult because now we're so much more aware of the mental health side of of um menopause and the anxiety and did you did you experience any of that it's a great question annie thank you for asking i am fearless I'm not an adventurer, you know, I don't do bungee cord things, zip lines, but I am fearless. And um, maybe uh, my mom, as you would say, but my mom um, brought us up. My, uh, She was a single mother. I was taught never to, to, you know, to stand in that dark side. So for me, it was never a question mentally that I was in a bad space, if I was having a bad day, if I was, I would just attribute it to life. I never, you know, looking back, I don't believe that I ever said, oh my God, I'm in menopause and I got depressed about it, or I got, you know, my mood swings. My mood swings were probably just in my mind where it, because I have this tenacity. I, I think that um, some people embrace things a little bit differently, but for me, I, I, it was just a matter of just living my life. I just embraced whatever happened and I, and I stayed with it. Brilliant. And it is interesting because it's a very common theme to women I speak to that people change their careers around that time. It's that sort of, um, there's something in the whole change of our hormones and the changing of the guard of the hormones that we, it brings about some transformation in us as women. I totally agree. I, 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 I never thought about it until you just said it, but I believe that, um, there is that factor and the true, I'll call it the transition, the idea of change. Uh, for me, I, I'm a little bit of a change agent, so it wasn't as bad as it could be, but now that you mentioned it, I believe that there were probably situations in my personal life, in my relationships, uh, with my family, my friends, um, th that actually, you know, gave, gave pause. The other thing I wanted to just mention, one thing that did happen mentally for me is I had to decide those years, whether I was going to freeze my eggs. It, it was a common thing it, uh, back then. Uh, yeah. People were, were actually paying for surrogacy you know, it was a big thing. It just sort of ha started happening. And I had to decide, should I have a child? Should I not have a child? Is this, you know, pushing me? I mean, I was old and, you know, older. I was, you know, embracing 40, 41, you know, my early 40s when this was all happening. And I could have had a child, but I did not. And I right. did not freeze an egg. And I wish I had, but, you know, one of the things we had talked about in a pre-interview for this call was, you know, what, what do I wish I would have done and what would I've done differently? And looking back at it, number one, I probably would have either frozen my egg or really dove into the idea of what it meant to either, ha you know, be, be, 
you know, have a child, have a child or be, be, you know, have that whole situation as a part of my life. The other thing I wish I would have done is um, really like not given into the lackadaisicalness, I'll call it. And I would have exercised more because now I am not at the the biggest percentile, but I, as a 64 year old, I do have osteoporosis and I believe it, it is a result of some of that change in my hormones. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? We'll all, we all, we, we could all look back and look what we would do differently. And I'm sure we'd all find something that we wish we'd done differently, but I guess we are where we are. And, um, is your osteoporosis under control? It is because now I do exercise a lot. Uh, I have bone density scans uh, in America. There's a shot a lot of women are taking once a month. I don't know the name of the drug. It seems to be helping. I have not been told I need that yet. So I don't think I'm in a bad place with this. I just yeah. think it's, uh, you know, first of all, I, ha I, I want to thank you again for having me on this podcast. And I want to thank you for recognizing that women are great with women. And we all seem to have stories and want to share them and we listen. And it's good to be able to bring to somebody's attention. If, if you know, think about your osteoporosis, think about your bone density, think about your health. Why are you not exercising? What's preventing you? Are you moody? And if it is all connected and there's a way to set a path forward in a better light, go for it. It's that yeah. all that. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yes, I was agree. I was agreeing. Yeah, yes, no, see, that's exactly right. Because um, I think that was one of the main reasons I set up the podcast was to for women coming up behind us to learn almost from our um, our mistakes, but also our experiences where we didn't have as much available to us as there is now. You know, be it um, more openness about menopause, be it Doctor Google, <clears throat> be it. Um, just being able to talk about it, whereas we didn't in the early days, and our parents, you know, our mums didn't. So it's it's a much kinder environment now to be a perimenopause menopausal woman. But it's still great to be able to pass on our knowledge back to the ladies coming up behind us. I agree. When you look now and you see everything that's available to women you know who are going through perimenopause menopause and who are starting at an earlier age what do you wish you had known what does your 39 year old self wish that you had known then it's a great question i wish if it, looking back i wish i i think i said this earlier i wish i would have maintained my dedication to exercise and diet it, it, it uh, you know, again, I, I'll say, I, I'm sure I said it earlier. It kind of mm. went to shit. Before that, I was really running up to, I had this routine where I would run six miles every other day. And the days I wasn't running, I was at the gym working out. I was thin. I was thinner. Let me say that. I was thinner. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> we all were was, in those days. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> I was, um, I was just a different, uh, my physical body was different. And I believe that um, if there was some 
even this kind of community where I could have been a part and I would have had encouragement and, and people to say to me, you know, sort of, it, it's almost, you know, like, like Weight Watchers, here's the program, here's what you do to keep in, count your points, do what you have to do, but, you know, don't let your body get beyond X. That's what I wish I would yeah. have known. I, I didn't know that all of it collectively, I should have known, but I didn't know that all of it collectively would give me, you know, n n not, you know, th the less than perfect physical self that, that I, I could have been these last, you know, I would say 20 years or so. Yeah. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because as we go through menopause and our hormones change, our body does tell us to not to slow down, but to exercise in a different way because the, the, the faster exercising increases our cortisol. So I guess it's the more gentle exercise that our body's trying to direct us towards, in, you know, that doesn't raise cortisol at that age. I, I agree. I, yeah. I agree. There's, yeah, it's your body changes. Actually, the ability, to, you know, your knee, your knees get 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 pounded on when you're a runner. Let's say if you know doing other kinds of exercise. The other thing that started happening, you know, in the year 2000 till now, which I believe has become an enormous benefit for women, is the mind body spirit connection. Yeah, I believe that mindfulness, meditation. Pilates. There are things that have changed and are available now that really weren't part of our daily mindset back then. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? And it just it calms everything down. And did you do that at that stage? No, I wish no. I would have. Yeah, it wasn't so mainstream, as you say, was it? It was all a bit out there and um, you had to go out of your way to find it because it was only in its infancy. Correct. But what, what, what um, I found interesting about um, your story is that you said you went to the doctor or the gynecologist and she immediately listened to you and she immediately suggested hormones because even in 2023, women are struggling with that, you know, going to um, a doctor and they're saying, no, you're not in menopause. No, you don't need hormones. So it's, it's interesting that back then, you got seen to and diagnosed and offered something straight away. C correct. I mean, it, it, it wasn't even a question. Uh, I don't know that my, my gynecologist, if she was more progressive or not. And, and the idea of uh, patches were just sort of coming out. The idea of, I mean, today, I believe if, if you go on the internet, there's probably hundreds of different menopause symptoms, hormone balance pills, pharmacology pills, you know, patches, creams. It wasn't like that back then. So there was just a few things to try if you wanted. I mean, the idea of having hot flashes in the middle of the day was crazy, at, you know, but I, I got through it. The idea of, you know, really, I think worse than the hot flashes, I, I really had huge <laughs> night sweats. Mm. I, and to this day, I, I, I'm, my body is a furnace at night. I don't know what that's about. I never really thought about it, but that's just who I am. It just, you know, I have to, I have to be in a cold environment in order to sleep. Mm, interesting. 
and 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 that that visit to the gynecologist was it was it a one off or did you get supported on your journey um i i went back once a year for pap smears um you know she never really checked in with me but if she was the kind of physician i mean god bless her i think she's retired now she really was warm and sensitive um in her exams in her advice you know she became a doctor for the right reasons i know um she also delivered babies she was an obgyn she was phenomenal i, I believe that that physicians today also lack that opportunity because back then it was in america our healthcare system was transitioning into um HMOs and PPOs where doctors only had a limited amount of time to spend with you and then had to go on to the next patient because there weren't any paid. I don't know if, you know, that, yeah, that, that's all. Yeah. It, yeah. It's similar here on the NHS. You get, I think you get five minutes, possibly 10, but you're very much on the clock and um, you don't get a lot of time. Whereas in the old days, your doctor had time for you and could have a chat. And if you were suffering some sort of, you know, um, issue where you needed to talk he, they were there for you but yeah no I, I i think that's changed and that is probably part of the problem that we don't get listened to um now and maybe that's why we don't always find the immediate treatment 100 percent agree yeah uh, i believe that you know there's that that distance and and that's probably why the internet has become a secondary uh nurse practitioner if we want to call it that, but we, back then, uh, she, she was, she gave me all the time I needed. If you called your physician back then and you know, night sweat, I, I don't feel good. Um, I'm, you know, depressed. What do I do? She would get on the phone with you for 10, 15 minutes. That just, it's not even a consideration today. Wow. So the, the women that are going through perimenopause, menopause, you know, they, they kind of, I think, because your doctors aren't as available, you just kind of go through it yourself. You do what you have to do. Yeah, and there are these whole communities of women, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, all helping each other, and you know, podcasts like this. It's that. That's. I think that's the new way, isn't it? I agree. Yeah. Yes. It, it's funny when I was initially um, thinking of speaking to you about you know your experience. I was thinking oh, it was, you know, it was obviously more difficult going through it um, in 1998 because we didn't talk about it, we didn't know about it. But in fact, it's, I'm not sure it's fully that way because you did get, you know, you got the the time of the doctor, you got diagnosed and that's a really um, interesting discovery for me because I felt that maybe women going through it 20 so years ago, it would have been more difficult, but it was more difficult and easier at the same time, if that makes sense. You didn't have someone to talk about it, but you had a doctor to talk about it and you couldn't go to Dr. Google, but you could talk to the doctor. And I think being able to talk to someone who can give you advice like that is priceless. Correct. Uh, what you just said is is invaluable, I'm sure, to many people listening to this. You know, it's, it, it's interesting. Um, I, I was the, the odd man out because my friends who were all still menstruating, cramping, uncomfortable on a monthly basis, they thought I was the lucky one. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They, yeah. You know, they're like, oh, you're, you're, you don't get your period anymore. That's so fantastic. So, well, you know, there's good and bad to it. Yeah. But, you know, the good, the good news is we're talking about a topic that, um, isn't cancer. It, it, you know, it isn't, um, that, that on the edge of what makes, uh, your, your, your physical opportunity to, to walk on earth you know, challenged. It, it's it's a it's annoying. You know, that's what menopause really is. It's annoying. It's very annoying. But and and it has its clear path to what it's going to do to you. Everybody has a little bit different, which is also why hormone therapy also changes for people. Some people uh, alternative healthcare works. Some people, you know, traditional healthcare, um, Western medicine works well. And you also have to take your values, your family, your time, your travel for business. There's a million things that play into how are you going to be the, your best person. You know, in, in ending this podcast, I don't, I don't have to go anywhere. But if it, you know your time is limited, Annie, you know the the real question is how do you live your best life, and what do you do so that you and your body is going to last for as many years as you want it to, or it can. Yeah, and I think the the message um, from both of us really is because we've both been through it is that you come out the other side, and you're in a much better place. And I think that's not always you can't always see that when you're in the middle of it because it seems like it can go on forever. But you do come out the other <laughs> side. You're changed, but that change is generally pretty positive, and you do get this energy and also this intuition. I think that comes with age and yeah it's pretty powerful yeah i agree yeah yep. and that's i think that's a lovely message to end on is that when you get through it it's good and it's okay and you will get through it exactly and i think that's great to hear for this challenge and for many challenges and i think as you said, the 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 groups on fa on social media, Facebook, you know, wherever wherever you find a community, and wherever as women, you can find somebody who has been through it, uh, either because they broke the glass ceiling in terms of treatments, or because they are a rock star in business. Don't be afraid to to fail, and don't be afraid to reach out because people are much more kind than we all think. Yeah, I'd second that, definitely. Oh, it's been lovely talking to you, Laurie, and thank you so much for your time. Appreciate and the opportunity. This has been great. Yeah, no, thanks so much for joining us. Alrighty. Thank you, Annie. Have Bye. a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Laurie as much as I enjoyed speaking to her. And if you'd like to be on Menopause Buddies, please do contact me at annie at menopausebuddies.co.uk.